I'm just going to head back. I'll be So will you stand and join us as we sing Good, Good Father.
morning. Isn't he a good, good father? You notice there's a, a, a response that his people has to his goodness. He's good, and we say all the time. He's good, yes. He's good all the time. All the time he's good. Amen? Well, there's a, there is a response that he, or he, there's, he does an action toward us, and because of that action toward us, we express our thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that in detail in this message. And this message we have is writing your Father's Day card. And this is the day we honor our fathers. Now, when you receive a Father's Day card, that card, what's written in there, is a reflection of how that person perceives you. So dads, how do you want your family members and your children to perceive you? This next slide, there is my dad. And most of you know him, Herb Bishop Jr. You know, when it was time to buy a Father's Day card for my dad, it was kind of hard when I was younger because I grew up not really having much of a relationship with my dad. He worked second shift at Kellogg's. He was a millwright, and he worked a lot, seven days a week back then, because the mindset of that generation was, I'm a good father if I just provide. That was their mindset. So I didn't get to see him much, because he was either busy at work, and then on his days off, he was busy working on, his, on the farm, trying to raise cattle and do that type of stuff for our food. And So I didn't have a... A, an in-depth relationship with my father. So when I pick a Father's Day card when I was about 20, it may say something like, uh, Dad, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Her. Because that's, I didn't have much to express because there wasn't a whole bunch coming toward me, so it was that way. But in my later years, as I got to know my father more personally, and he began to speak to me and share his heart, and begin to share about life and some of his experiences, and we begin to interact, I grew in, in a deep, deep relationship with him. And then my father card, the day cards that I would send him, would have a long expression about how much I appreciate all that he's poured into me. So that was my relationship with my father. My father passed on March 18th, 2012. Uh, he'd been sick for a while. So it was during that time he really grew in the Lord, and during that time I really got to know him really well. This is my dad, Bob Clough. How many of you remember Bob Clough? Oops. What do I do different? <laughs> okay. Each year when it was time for me to find a Father's Day card, I struggled. My dad was a dad that worked at Kellogg's. He was a great provider, and when he wasn't working, he was also trying to manage the farm. And so he worked a lot. But dad, um, and dad was a jack of all trades, so you could call on him, and he would help you build a pole barn, he would help you fix your car, he would, it was very giving. Dad, though, didn't get saved until I was 12. So the early part of my life was really rough. Dad had his first nervous breakdown when I was about seven years old. So he was 
in and out of the house with some mental instability, chemical imbalances in his body that really weren't ever regulated or ever treated really quite right. So I grew up keeping a safe distance. I would go out in the barn and stay away and stay clear if my parents were fighting. And yet it was, it was strange because they loved the Lord deeply and they truly were born again people, but there was this battle going on with a chemical imbalance in my dad. So as I grew older, I learned to press through some of that and receive from my dad what I needed and to stand up to my dad when I needed to get what I needed from my dad in communication, in understanding. So we built a relationship. However, I learned to have strong boundaries with him because when there was this imbalance going on, he was unpredictable. So when his anger would flare, I learned to stay back. So he battled his thoughts, he battled negativity, and as a result, I kept a safe distance. And then I married Herb, and Herb exhorted me to make sure that anytime I saw my dad, I expressed love, I was walking in forgiveness that was truly forgiveness, and that I did my best to enjoy the time I had with him and try to just keep things light. And so that was the relationship I had with my dad. So there was a battle when it came time to buy Father's Day cards. So after heeding this counsel of walking in love with my dad and expressing love and always hugging him goodbye, unexpectedly on January 2nd in 2006, my father's life ended. I didn't have time to prepare for his death. It was shocking and it was traumatic. But because of the wise counsel I'd been given in heeding it, I'm so thankful because I don't have regrets. I feel like I got things right and was able to send an appropriate Father's Day card that honored him and understood, understand the struggle that went on in him. Just like some struggle with cancer, he struggled with some imbalances that caused him to fly, sometimes as a hot-tempered person. But he loved the Lord deeply and he grieved deeply so by the grace of God, we got through and built a relationship. Uh, can, do you mind if I add yeah, something? Yeah, go ahead. Is his, her dad that was instrumental in my uncle coming to know the Lord because Bob was very zealous of, of the Bible and the gospel. And he shared it often and passionately. And I have, a, I have great admiration and respect for him. When, when he, my, my uncle had his funeral, when Bob walked in the door, for some reason, this huge, huge cloud of fantastic gratefulness overwhelmed me that I couldn't do nothing but just cry. I had to get out of there because I was so grateful for the fact that this man loved the Lord so much that he was willing to share the gospel with my uncle, which gave him his salvation. And I had that, that uh, anchor in my heart that I would see my uncle again. Yes. So moving on for some of us, Searching for a Father's Day card can be quite difficult. Has anybody experienced pulling up a card and reading it and going, oh, that's just not right? Pulling up another one, and, oh, that's just not right. And, and sometimes you search, and then have you ever had this experience? You pull up a card, and you read it, and you go, oh, that's so nice, but I don't feel like that fits that person. So I just don't feel like I can give it because I don't want to really lie and encourage them in what they're doing because I... Ever had that experience? It can be difficult. So maybe, though, you've had a great relationship, 
And so the card that you would give would say something like this, the man, the myth, the legend. Or how about you've been there for me for my ups and downs and all the good special moments of my life, a very sentimental card. Maybe that one fits. Or you might just decide that you're going to stay on the lighter side and just goof around and say, you demand. Anybody relate to that one? Yeah, just keep them mind. And then there's some people who would really like to send this card, but don't. Because they want to be respectful, but it's the world's worst dad. So when it all boils down to it, the card that you decide to buy and send really reflects how you perceive your father. Many people will not be in church today simply because the pain that comes forth from dealing and hearing about a good father and not having that experience in their life because of the impressions that were left upon them as children that weren't positive or good. Many people, and unfortunately Christians as well, have been abused or neglected or hurt by father figures in their lives. And to come to church and hear a service about how good fathers are and they're surrounded with them in church, it's just too much pain. So they, they just kind of stay away on Father's Day. And then there's the step-parent. This is Dean Williams. Dean Williams married my mother several years ago, and he inherited upon marriage my brother Mark, my sister Dawn, and me. And he really inherited all of our husbands and wives because he's the only living father in our family. So he has to really fulfill a big role in a lot of lives. Um, he and I were talking just a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, Dean, none of us signs up to be a step-parent. None of us grew up going, when I, when I get to be an adult, I want to be a step-parent. Because you know it's always the evil stepmother. In the, yeah, okay. None of us wants that. But he learned to love us, and he learned to um, speak positively about us and to listen. And believe me, he has to listen because the pluffs are talkers. And we just talk and talk and talk. And so we've had to temper our talking, and he's had to learn to listen to our stories because we can tangent and go from story to story. How many of you are like that? And he, he lovingly gives to our family. And probably the greatest thing that he does is he loves our mom. So, you know, if you're a step-parent, if you want to win the heart of the kids, love the mother in the home. And so he loves our mom, and by his actions, he demonstrates the love of Christ for the church. And it, was, it hasn't always been smooth, because when you're learning this new person in your family, just as you have to learn your kids' new spouses, it takes a, a tremendous amount of grace. But God is so faithful to help. And so he's not really my stepdad. He's my dad. And when I told him, you know, I'm sorry, but you're my dad. Get over it. He said, thank you. I'm so thankful for that. So I love my dad, Dean. Mm -hmm. uh, Diane's testimony about Dean is, again, the impression that he has given 
her because of the actions that he has done for her, toward her. Now we know that movies portray, like Diane mentioned, step-parents as, as uh, kind of evil, not necessarily nice. So we already, parents, step-parents have a hurdle they have to get over. I want to tell you about Jessica. When I met Jessica, she was there, she was 18, she was about the age there on the left-hand side. Jessica, Diane's daughter, before I get into this, I want to explain something. That what Diane just explained was the impression a stepdad has onto, onto uh, the daughter. I want to take a different angle, and I want to show you the power that a man has in the family when he follows the word of word of God. Jessica, when we, I married Diane, Jessica was grieving. Well, we didn't understand it at that time. We just thought she was being a little booger, giving us trouble. You know, she was easily upset and irritated. A lot of stuff that I did. One time when, when I was with Diane, I'm going to share this. One time when I was Diane, I was just looking at her and I went like this. And she become unraveled. Don't you ever touch my mother like that again. Don't you ever do that. And she was just terribly, terribly concerned that I was going to cause pain or harm to her mother. The reason why she felt that way is because she hadn't developed a relationship with me. She didn't understand my character. She didn't know who I really was. So if Father's Day was the next day, I might have got the world's worst dad card yes. <laughs> because of the impression that I had left on her at that moment. But over time, she began to see my character come through. She began to see me and Diane studying in the Word and loving on each other and praying and reading, and that was kind of new to her. We pulled her out of school. The day that she was graduated here in Michigan, Diane, well, back up, we got married in March. But Diane didn't come down to Missouri where I lived right away because we didn't want to pull her out of school. So She was a senior. She was a senior. Yeah. So we waited for her to graduate. But the day that she graduated, she was on the moving van and headed to Missouri. With us. But she was going to stay with her dad and her family up here. But the night before we were to pull out, the moving van was loaded already, and we were ready to go. She come to us and said, I'm not ready to give up my mom yet. Can I come? Mm -hmm. And we said, of course you can come. So we rearranged the van that night and got her stuff loaded in and picked her up the next day when she got out of the celebration for juniors, and off she went with us. And so she left everything. She left her friends, some family, to go live with this strange guy that's now her stepdad in a strange place that she knew nobody or knew nothing, and she had a hard time of adjusting. But after a period of being consistent of loving her and just telling how important she was and helping her adjust, and her and I are now just like this. She is a joy to me. She calls me dad now. Now I would get a card that would probably be quite lengthy in appreciation for what I've done with her. And she is, she is now adapted. But it's because of the actions that were consistently placed with great encouragement from my wife a lot of times, 
upon Jessica that caused her to be able to trust me and grow in a relationship with me. So lest you think that we're painting ourselves as perfect, understand that we have six kids between the two of us, and we've had to win the hearts of all of them. And I have certainly blown it a lot. For example, want a story? I think I'll plant forsythia bushes. I think I'll tell my stepson, Nick, be careful not to drive over these forsythia bushes next day. Guess what? Truck is parked on my forsythia bushes. And I, you know, what don't you understand about not parking on my forsythia bushes? You've killed them. And he just looked at me like, why are you yelling at me out in the yard? So we had to work through stuff. I think probably I gave my stepkids a harder time because I had to learn to just temper my personality and walk in love. But I would always go back and be quick to repent, and we are very close now. And you can never replace the original parent. It's not our desire to replace an original parent. And, but what we are about is setting the impression in their lives. So since today is Father's Day, and Herb talked about Jessica, what we want to point out is this transition in their relationship happened because of consistency in serving God and setting before her a good example. And, and then Jessica, her perceptions changed of who this guy was. So he became someone that she could trust who was safe. She changed her perception about him because of Herb's actions towards her, whether she deserved it or not. And believe me, she was a booger. But because of his, a sweet, his actions and her response, a sweet testimony has arisen. And so Herb has been writing his Father's Day card with our children. And we're not through the journey yet. Some of the older ones were still working towards winning their hearts. It's a process of grace. But the image of the father is, of the father, is shown through the father. And so his goal is to take the grace of God and demonstrate being a godly father, a loving father. And it takes time. But as Herb has imitated Christ, then the children are responding, the kids are responding, the young adults are responding. And to the grandchildren, he's just plain grandpa, because that's how it works. In Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. That's the good, good father we sung about. He is who we are to imitate. We are to be good, good fathers to our children. And the more that we exemplify our good, good father, we are writing our Father's Day card, and our cards will change from deadbeat dad to the long, lengthy cards that you always wished you could give your father. You're writing your Father's Day card by every action you take toward your children, by every time you love them un unfailing and unconditionally. You're writing your Father's Day card. When they irritate you till no end, and you respond, to, you dig down deep, and you respond with kindness and goodness to them, knowing that you make mistakes too, and you're going to make plenty more. Let's just love each other, forgive each other, and move on. You're writing your Father's Day card. Every action that you take, you are writing your Father's Day card. You're created in God's image. And that image has been marred when we fell into unbelief and when we fell into sin. 
So our our actions and our excuse me, our choices are now up to us. Are we gonna write a Father's Day card that's gonna reflect the marred person that we are? Or are we gonna have a Father's Day card and write one of the reconciled father that we are, the good, good father. Jesus Christ came and died on the cross to restore us to the good, good father image. It's the ministry of reconciliation us fathers have toward our children. Not only reconciling them to Christ, but reconciling them to the good, good father that they are to be. So, well, the card that we have dealt to us read, I took the hand, dealt with me, and duplicate the mistakes into the next generation. Or will it read, I looked into the mirror of God's word and received his grace to help me change into the image of a good, good father. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you are our, you are our example You are a good, good father to us. So much that you loved us and sent your son Jesus Christ to restore us to the goodness of your glorious kingdom that we so look forward to coming soon. Father, thank you. Father, strengthen us and give us the grace to be the good, good fathers that imitate you. That Father, just restore us back to that image that we are to be. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in our lives in the restored relationship amongst our children. In Jesus' name, amen.